Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media and Infotainment News. It's uh, Tuesday afternoon. It's a great day to do another great show. Um, you guys are going to be in for a serious treat tonight. Let me start off kind of with the, the high-level overview. So Destination Aesthetics is arguably Sacramento's premier medical spa. They focus on, on non-surgical rejuvenation and transformation of the face and body. I am thrilled and honored to have their co-founder and CEO here with us today. We're going to talk a little bit about the industry in general. We're going to talk about how COVID has affected the business, uh, maybe some key service offerings from the medical spa that's itself, and maybe, maybe get into some insight on, on what's next for Destination Aesthetics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shauna Crisman. Shauna, how you doing? Hi guys, I am doing great. Thank you, James, so much for having me on the show again. It's been a few years, but um, I just I just have to say that your intro video is amazing. So that was it. Huh? That, was, that was a club banger right there, huh? You know, <laughs> I know. We were I dancing was, behind the scenes. <laughs> I was. I was already dancing. So yeah, it's, it's so, so good to be here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let, we'll start with that, right? Because I believe it was back in 2010, 2011, right? When you first opened your first spa in in Sacramento, uh, and then we, we did a we did a, a an introduction to destination aesthetics at, at that particular time. Now you've yep. got what you got four locations. We do. We have four locations. Yep. We have a uh, Elk Grove, Folsom. Uh, Roseville and Sacramento and we just opened Roseville right before we had to shut down for COVID. So we're happy to be back and be reopened. Uh, but this journey has definitely been a ride. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, right? Because again, that's that's actually some phenomenal growth in that short period of time, right? To have four physical brick and mortar locations providing services. Talk a little bit about, you know, that growth, some of the challenges, and a matter of fact, just you know, some of the lessons that you've learned over the, over this period of time. Yeah, you know, looking back, I think I was really soul searching, and I didn't really know exactly what my true passion was. I was a nurse practitioner. I was working at Kaiser. I was working at Sutter, and I was having a great time working at both of those jobs. You know, both professional, but I was kind of looking for something on the side. I actually had opened up a residential board and care facility for the elderly in Carmichael. And I owned that for five years and I was still searching. So I started doing kind of Botox on the side and uh, partnered up with a great medical director. And my husband at that point was literally like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You have four jobs. This is not what I signed up for. We were literally just talking about this just on the way back from um, our getaway this weekend. And he's like, I don't remember saying that. And I'm just like, I vividly remember you saying you know, what are you doing? You have all of, all of these things going on. And I just basically said, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. It was really, it wasn't clear at that point. It was just, mm. you know, I had my hands in a lot of pots. So it wasn't until I started treating people with uh, cosmetics where I really saw the power of how you can really enhance someone's mental and physical well-being at the same time doing just an elective cosmetic procedure. And it really was then that I realized that the power of what we do is so much more beyond the needle. And then slowly but surely, I started dropping, you know, all of the other jobs and just really started focusing on destination aesthetics. And I just started in one room. You know, it was just like a yeah. 10 by 12 room. And it just grew organically through the passion, 
of, uh, you know, what I found in the procedures and the energy that I felt from the patients and the team. And literally, I just haven't looked back. It's just been an organic growth pattern that has just been, honestly, the ride of a lifetime. That's amazing. That's, let me ask you something, because when I was doing some additional research and you know, how the company has, has matured, you, you've got a, a tag now called the new natural concept. Talk a little bit about what that, I think you touched on it a little bit right now, but for everyone listening and watching, tell a little bit about what the new natural concept is. Yeah, so the new natural is basically the, na the natural appearance of today, meaning that you can indulge and you can engage and you can receive cosmetic treatments, whether that be surgical, whether that be non-surgical, and it doesn't have to be that bad actor who looks super unnatural and obvious. And you know, the majority of our patients just want a little pick-me-up. They want to slow down the aging process. They don't want to look unnatural. They don't want to have big duck lips and they don't want to have, you know, crazy Spock eyebrows. They really want to take care of themselves. And it really does start with just that self-care and self-love. And I think once they get a taste of that, they realize that it's something that they can do and still look like themselves, but maybe a little bit of a refreshed version. And it doesn't have to carry that stigma of what previous procedures have had in the past. Um, and so I really feel that people are now thinking this, thinking of these types of procedures as an empowering treatment and that they can do this with their head held high and not be ashamed of saying, yes, I do Botox, yes, I do filler or laser or whatever, because people actually are intrigued by these treatments, whether they want to believe it or not. I mean, I think a lot of us all do want to try to look and feel our best. And it's not about vanity. I hate that word. And I do have a quote going on about, you know, how vanity is not, it's not a positive word. It's actually a negative word. And I, it breaks my heart when people come into my treatment chair and they're like, I never thought I'd be this vain getting treatment, you know, for my wrinkles or whatever. And it's so much not about that. It's the yeah. exact opposite. It's about the way you feel and how you, how you want to, you know, go forward in life with your best foot forward. I love that. I love that. You've got two primary services or classifications of services that you offer, right? Um, the elective medical procedures and the personal beauty services. COVID has kind of shut the whole world down. So I understand that one of, one of those arms is, is now on pause. Talk, talk to us a little bit about what the difference is between those, those two branches of Destination Aesthetics. Yeah, so we have, we're a medical spa, so you know, it's kind of confusing to some people on what that is because you have the word medical and then you have the word spa, and it's kind of that marriage together where you offer uh, what has, is now being defined as personal cosmetic services or personal beauty services, rather. And when COVID hit and everything shut down, personal beauty services, meaning kind of like the cosmetology work, meaning hairdressers and people doing skincare and estheticians, they were kind of lumped into one category. And since we, we, when we reopened, everyone was able to come back together. And then when they had to reverse that reopening, the personal beauty services got shut back down again. With the second reopening now, the cosmetologists can come back and work indoors with restrictions. However, this now they've separated the estheticians and the cosmetologists and the cosmetologists can go back with estheticians cannot yet. And so okay. the personal beauty services part of our business 
is still closed, but the elective medical procedure side, meaning anything that's done by a licensed medical professional, such as cosmetic injectables and laser, those kinds of things, uh, we have been able to remain open for services for our patients. Okay, okay, and, I, and I'm pulling up e, your site right now with the, the COVID-19 instructions, because I think you even talk about if someone had an appointment already booked, how to go about either getting that rescheduled or whatever the case may be. So that, that that's good that you're you're doing what you can, right, for, for your, your clients during this incredibly crazy time, so. Yes, doing what we can, exactly. <laughs> We're trying to obviously do everything the right way as best we can with the best intentions and obviously the safest of protocols. When we reopened the first time, uh, we had 2,000 appointments to reschedule. Wow. So what was healing for all of us coming back to work was the excitement that people had on the other end of the phone when we said, hey, we're here to reschedule your appointment. And everyone, like some people were literally like screaming out of the phone because, you know, when everyone's sheltering at play in place and feeling a little frumpy, um, you know, this was really exciting for people and therefore just brought us back to life even faster as providers providing these services for people yeah. as part of their healing process and part of our healing process too. Let me ask, what of all of the services that you that you normally provide, COVID lockdown and shutdown, uh, not not including, what's the most popular service that, that your medical spas provide? It definitely is Botox, uh, I think, because it has the biggest reach for patients. It's what most of our patients do get. It's kind of what you would consider like the gateway treatment. Um, but my favorite one to perform is actually dermal fillers. So that would be like Juvederm and Restylane are kind of the household names because I've treated people beyond just the lip enhancement and the cheek enhancement. I've treated people who have scars from congenital scars. I have had, you know, treated people who have been, uh, have dysmorphia from injuries, like getting kicked mm -hmm. in the face mm -hmm. with a horse and had disfigurement. Um, and so you can really use that almost as a sculpting tool to really create dimension and symmetry and enhancements on the face where people never thought that they could cleft lips and giving someone, you know, a more natural looking lip that didn't have the scar. So those to me are ones that are really transforming and, and keep me going with those types of treatments. All right. Let, let, let me ask now, I, let, let's talk about Joshua. Got, got, got the man there. Let, 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 let's talk about the man there, you know? So I know he's, he's, Full-time on staff, right? He, he, he is a, a DAG? Or is, he is, is a, a DAG. He's a DAG, okay. Yes, he's a destination aesthetic guy. Yes, and, and reason, okay, and the reason right. I bring that up, you know, I wonder what's the ratio, I guess, of, of, of men coming in for services? I'm, I'm really, you know, would be intrigued to know, you know, do, do you see more, more guys coming in actually to get some, uh, get some services from you guys? Yes. You okay. guys need love too, right? You well, well, you know what? Let, let me know. I'll, I'll be there. You, you just open up in Roseville. I'll, I'll be there next week, you know? <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, my husband is a great spokesperson because he has done it all. Check, 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 check. Everything that we offer, he's done. So, um, but I, I'd say that the male demographic is one of our most rapidly growing demographics across the board. Um, right now, I'd say at our practice, it's about 10 to 15%, um, but growing rapidly. I'd say right now it's more like on average about 15%. 
We okay. see a lot of men entering into the field of cosmetics because I'd say like the majority of them are either in their 50s or 60s, or sorry, 40s or 50s, or they're in their 20s. So the 40 and 50 year olds are like, hey, I'm trying to compete in a workforce with the millennials. And, you know, I kind of need that one up and that, you know, upper edge in my professional in my professional right. field. So that's why actually a lot of men enter in in that in that age group or it's because their wife's like, hey, you need to get some work done because <laughs> this is like reverse aging and you are on the wrong path. So, no, I'm just kidding. But that is uh, one other reason why they come in in that age group. All right. I love it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be in there. We'll, we'll see. Jen may, may send me over there to get get a little, a little, a little tightening up or something, what, whatever there <laughs> before too long. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. I'm over 50 now. So I got to I got to at least look the part or something. No, um, you I've seen what your mom looks like. She looks she looks beautiful. You have good genes, James. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask a, another another interesting question. I guess what would be and if there are, what are the visit? the biggest misconceptions about the services that you provide? You know, what, what, what would stop someone from maybe coming to get you, you know, because they're searching on the internet or they're hearing from someone else, or you know, they've got the wrong information. What, what are you typically hearing from folks that are not in the know and how can you educate them? What are the biz biggest misconceptions? Oh, there are so many misconceptions <laughs> about our field, so many. I really think it has to do with the number one stereotype is that if you get Botox, you're frozen, you can't move, you're expressionless. I can definitely tell you that my kids and my husband know when I'm upset that I can still, you know, move my eyebrows, I can still frown and make that scowl face. Um, but I, I think that a lot of people just feel that, you know, you're going to go from zero to like Joan Rivers in like one syringe of filler. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest also like one of the biggest misconceptions and most of our patients are in for skincare so they can come and they get that credit card charge and their husband's like what is destination aesthetics oh they do all those botox and blah 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 but it's really like no i just got a skincare treatment i got a medical grade skincare treatment to help with my acne scarring or to help with skin rejuvenation and we do so much more in our field that doesn't you know entail people looking unnatural and having a negative outcome. Makes sense, makes sense. Along those lines, we've got a question here about, you know, are there any non-invasive skin darkening uh, procedures that you provide? Yeah, to help treat skin darkening from aging, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We have, I mean, everything that we do is non-surgical and really non-invasive. So for the darker um, skin types, we have uh, we have protocols for the, for those skin types. It's basically options for all different skin types, ages, skin conditions. Um, we have medical grade skincare products that we have prescription based. We have cosmetic laser. Uh, we have a lot of different treatment options, including microneedling that's non-surgical. But what's fun is that we like to prove to people that we're actually giving you an outcome. So if you came in for hyperpigmentation of the skin, whether it's from melasma, from pregnancy, or just photo damage from lifelong sun exposure. We have a camera that can show, uh, it's called a reveal camera, and it can show a photo aging at a cellular level where we can show the degree of vascularity, the degree of pigment. So when we incorporate a treatment, we can actually objectively show you on these, tr on these high resolution pictures improvements. So you're not only seeing improvements with your naked eye, you're actually seeing at a cellular level 
um, you know, the pigment that's being picked up by this camera in your results. And so it, we like to prove to you that what you're investing in your time, your money, that it's actually working. Love it. Love it. You mentioned was it micro beating and I was, I was looking through your Instagram a few weeks ago and you, you were, you were sitting there and somebody was with the pen on your face. Talk a little yep. bit about that. Now explain the process and all right, did that hurt? Because it, if that's like needles pointing into your face like that, I, I don't know if I can, I might be scared to do that. No. I'm so comfortable with needles <laughs> pointed at my face. It's kind of sad, but um, yeah. We so could do, we could do a, an online demo right now if you want to. If you've got yeah. like the micro beating, we can do that right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I don't. But uh, so the micro needling, we have the FDA approved skin pen and it has 12 micro needles that are basically micro puncturing your, your, the, the surface of your skin. And by doing that, you're creating collagen and resurfacing the, the surface of the skin. So think about aerating a lawn for, for more grass yeah. growth. You know, you poke yeah. all the holes in the lawn. So this is basically like aerating your skin, aerating your face. So you have tens of thousands of micro punctures to the skin and the brain interprets it as a pressure, not as 12 individual needles going into your skin. So it feels like a little bit, you know, it, okay, it doesn't hurt. It does hurt on the forehead because we don't have a lot of fat on the forehead, but this just kind of feels like a very aggressive abrasion, honestly. It looks okay. way worse than it is because I know people see the blood and they see, you know, maybe a little twinge here and there when I'm like, eh, but it's really not that bad. <laughs> and what I love about it is that it's all natural. There's little to no downtime because you can go home and like literally scare your significant other, your kids by coming home with blood on your face, but you wash it off and you really just, it just only takes a few days to have literally the best skin of your life. No, I, I will admit I, so I, I watched that procedure and <laughs> I cringed a little bit, but you know, it, it was amazing what it looked like it did. So, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll that'll be my my first treatment at uh, Destination Aesthetics when I, I'll go there and get the which, the micro pin micro needling micro needling and all I right. dare you I dare you see don't don't all right if Joshua does it with me then I'll then I'll do it he's probably already done it right he, he's done it a million times yeah he's probably yes. doing it right now right he's probably <laughs> no he he wouldn't do that to himself because he barely lets anyone touch his face he's probably my worst patient ever sorry Josh. That's right. And this is being recorded, Josh, so it's going to be here forever. Yes. Uh, let me let me ask you about from a from an entrepreneur perspective, right? You know what? There are a lot of folks. Also, there are a lot of folks right now, right, with this whole lockdown of the planet, as I keep calling it, that are looking at doing something or may, maybe taking this pause as an opportunity to do something that they're really passionate about, something that they've been wanting to do either full time or a side hustle, whatever the case may be. What advice would you give to an entrepreneur just starting out, right? In terms of some best practices, some things to consider, um, gotchas, uh, things that you that you've gone through Ooh. since 2011, right? Just just some, some some quick ideas that you can give to folks. Oh gosh, I have learned so much along the way, but probably my best take home as advice is to stay humble and invest in a really good team. And probably the gotcha that was really reinforced just this year with COVID is that you only have so much control over X, Y, and Z. 
So really stay focused on cash flow and your KPIs and really stay uh, true and communicate well with your team. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but one of the things that I've really been trying to focus on as a leader is really listening. And I think that this is something that hopefully we have all been forced to pause and to really open our ears, our hearts, our minds, our souls, and really listen at what's going on in the world and in business and at home. Um, if anything, that's where I really have tried to take the silver lining in all of this COVID stuff and yeah. trying to really figure out some solutions because if we don't change and we, if we don't evolve, then there's really no point to anything. There's really no point to relationships, to business, all of that stuff. So that's where I feel is that it's really important is to really take time to listen, listen to your intuition um, and all of those types of things. But that is a loaded question. That is. <laughs> Look, I, I, I instigate and I ask those types of hard questions. But you, you mentioned two phrases in there that re resonate with me and I, I don't want to gloss over them. You talked about the KPIs, the key performance indicators, and those are really critical from any business perspective, right? If you don't know what you're doing, how do you know you're doing it right? Right? Mm -hmm. what, what are the things that drive the business? You know, what, what makes not just the revenue, but what makes the, the stakeholders happy, what makes the, the clientele happy, whatever the case may be, but you know what those key performance indicators are and when you reach them, how do you get to that next one? So I, I think that was incredibly key. And I really appreciate the fact that you referenced yourself as a leader, right? Because because I, I mean, I, I listen to words a lot, right? And and that really means a lot as opposed to saying I'm, I'm the owner, I'm the CEO, I'm the manager or you know, whatever. The case. But in, in, for you to reference yourself rightfully so as a leader, that, that means folks are looking to you for proper direction, looking to you for insight. You've got the goal of the whole organization in grasp and you're taking your, your, your team along with you. And I, I really commend you on, on that. I mean, that, that those, those are some critical things that I didn't want to just gloss over. So I wanted to give you some shouts out and some kudos on that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's next? What's, what's, what's going on next? Now you got four. Hmm. I could see, I could see another location maybe maybe up in in tahoe or somewhere else in in, in, in california you know, if we want to break some you know some groundbreaking news here and say where the next destination aesthetics is i i, I have no problem with that no. how about this i'll make my next location announcement live live with james on there it live yes there it is Promise. you know what so I'll, what's I'll next? That. Oh gosh, I <laughs> honestly, what's next right now is to try to get some stability and to prepare for the unknown, which is this winter. Um, you know, after that, it's kind of like hitting the reset button. And I just realized that benchmarking from before is good to know what we can work back up to. Um, yeah. but you know, everything's kind of on reset right now. And I just really want to stay, uh, stay present for my team. And, uh, you know, we just can't tolerate people calling, you know, we can't tolerate people coming to work sick right now. So, and for, you know, this, through this whole winter. So I even told Joshua that he needs to kind of step up his game and learn different roles in the business because, Hey, you know, we had two people out sick this last week just because they had a sore throat and a runny nose and they had to go get tested 
So during that time, they can't be at work and, you know, it's not even flu season yet. So I told him he needs to step it up. And, you know, this is what we're kind of bracing for is just really getting through the winter. And then after that, hopefully things will be on the right path and either we'll get a vaccine or I don't know. But, you know, hoping for a little bit more of a, a steadfast, consistent return and getting back on track with uh, with with all of our numbers and our goals that we Makes will sense. resume from March of 2020. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's see here. Oh, I, lo- I love the solo. <gasps> Karen Belobo, she was there. Now, Karen, Hi, Karen. What, did, what, what did you do? You know, did you did you do the uh, the micro beating? No, what is it? I, I can't. I, you know, you, you can't take me anywhere. What, what was it called again? Uh, micro needling. <laughs> that that too. Yes. Oh my gosh, I had to get it right. She, Karen's good folks. Karen is good people. Thanks, Karen. We try our best to obviously create the best experience under the conditions that we have. So I appreciate your comments so much. Thank you. Now. I'm a technologist at heart, and you know that. And I, 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 I preempted you because I, I don't like to. I didn't want to throw this on folks and have them thinking and looking at the camera just in a glazed overlook. So I've got to ask you, what is the piece of technology that you use, kind of on a daily basis, that you go to that you you can't live without? You know, is it a, is it an app? Is it a piece of hardware? What 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 is it that that that's always with you that, that keeps you sane? from a technology perspective. Well, sane and also <laughs> insane. How's that? Sane and insane. No, my, I told you my answer was going to be really boring. It's my iPhone. However, um, I am a lover of all Apple devices. And my big thing is leveraging your time spent. So I, at home, I work off three devices. So I have my iPhone sitting in the keyboard. I have my iPad Pro on a keyboard. And then I have my computer. So that's how... I like to try to get things done when I'm at home, but at work, um, it's really just my iPhone, the apps that we use, um, one is called Zello, Z-E-L-L-O, kind of like mm-hmm. hello. Um, and it's basically like an app that's a walkie talkie. So remember those little earbuds that some people use that like Sephora and things, you know, when they're communicating with the team, we tried those and they didn't work out because they're cumbersome. And then you have one ear occluded, you can't hear yeah. what the patient's saying. So we love the app Zello. So we use that a lot uh, because you can literally Zello someone overseas as long as you have an internet or a Wi-Fi connection or whatever, um, LTE. You can basically converse like a walkie-talkie. So we love to use that. And then I got uh, introduced to Slack this year and we changed okay. our, nice. our our team from Crew, which is another organizational uh, app for communication. We switched mm-hmm. over to Slack. And that is has like changed my world. So yeah. thank you, Betsy, for that amazing recommendation. <laughs> it's changed my life. Slack is Slack is wonderful. I, I use that in, in a number of communities that I that I'm in as well. So that, that that's pretty cool. There, there yes. she is. There there's the Mrs. Chime. <gasps> there she is. <laughs> Jennifer, I love you so much. I miss you. I love your family. Oh, you're so sweet. Your no, wife she, is amazing, James. Oh my goodness! She definitely goodness. is. Def, she's the, she's the one that keeps it going for sure. I I, I just show up once in a while, you know. That's <laughs> it. You know. Hopefully, I can still get in the front door every now and then, you know. But so she mentioned something though. What she's um, Obagi is is that a service or, or or what is that? She mentioned that. Obagi is a medical grade skincare line uh, that was okay. formulated by Dr. Obagi. Gosh, probably like almost three decades ago now. 
So yeah, it's been around for a long time and we've carried it. That was actually the first line that I carried at Destination Aesthetics. And it's kind of like what ain't broke, don't fix type situation because it <laughs> definitely still performs despite all of the new and you know new lines coming out. So yeah, I love Obaji too. Awesome, awesome, I appreciate that. So let, let me ask you this. Where could people continue to stay in contact with you? We've got the website, and I will definitely, in the show notes, and after I publish this on the site, make sure that folks have uh, the Destination Aesthetics website so, so they can see all of that, especially with all that important COVID-19 information so they know mm -hmm. about services. But uh, is there in, any other location that uh, folks can know about what's going on with you and your entire crew? Uh, I just say social media is probably the best on Instagram is probably probably where we're the most engaged with people um, because we push a lot of stuff over to Facebook. Um, but we're trying to get a little bit better about embracing new apps, which like TikTok and, you know, all of those things. Yeah. I just feel really cumbersome on that. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just not funny on that. So anyway, uh, I probably would say social media and we're actually in the process of uh, uh, making a new website and I'm super excited okay. for that. So that's going to be a lot more interactive, definitely a lot more updated and will be a great reference for people to stay in contact. Awesome. Awesome. Now technology wise as well, two more things. I noticed you have a Android app for schedule. Yes. Yes, so I, we do. Look, I, look you know, I, I do my research. I know what's you happening. Did. Yes. Just, so so are, are you going to bring one of those to the Apple platform as well? We do. We have an app for the Apple platform okay. and we have one for Android. So okay. I can definitely say that the Android one had a few more snags to work out when it was in development, but I think it's up to par now. But yeah, you are on top of your game. You know exactly what's going on. I know what's happening. I know what's happening. You do. So we got a question here from, from Eric. Do your spas offer cryo procedures? Wow. Eric wants to get into some cryo. Is that something that, that you offer as well? So we offer cool sculpting for non-surgical and non-invasive fat reduction that is permanent. So you have different Interesting. you have different technologies on how to permanently reduce fat non-invasively and one is through heat which you can imagine is really hot and hard to tolerate that type of heat to the degree where it becomes uh, where it actually kills a cell versus cold the skin goes numb so you actually don't feel it as in pain um so cool sculpting is easily much more tolerable in my opinion than any heat-based device um, and much more reliable because patients can tolerate the settings necessary to be to kill that fat cell permanently so it's pretty awesome we have two body toning devices or body sculpting devices now we have cool sculpting where you can literally lay there watch netflix and freeze off your fat. And then we have now Cool Tone, which basically uh, tones the muscles and through electromagnetic energy. And one treatment in 30 minutes to your abdomen is equivalent to doing 20,000 sit-ups. So. Oh my goodness, okay. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I hit the sit-ups pretty, pretty good, you know, in my, my captain's chair when I get to the gym. So <laughs> I, I, look, that may be, part of my, my uh, routine as well. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So a lot of fun with the body sculpting uh, category these days. Awesome. 
Sonny, you're 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 amazing. Thank you very much for for taking some time. I was it was I'm glad that a lot of folks were able to to chip in and, and ask some questions as well. Because again, these are these are the questions that probably folks are either hesitant to ask, but you know want to know, and to have an expert like you uh, being able to address those, and, and especially in in a very non-threatening way, I think helps to maybe bring some more folks to the medical spa. Um, in, in the near term, you can bring me. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm gonna come and check it out myself. Um, so I have you scheduled for microneedling next oh week. Oh my cool, gosh. Cool tone. What else? Jen's gonna get know. some Obagi, a facial treatment when we can reopen that side back up. Let me, let me, let me end this broadcast right now before I end up paying. <laughs> I'm, I'm already paying for a UCLA uh, college tuition. So I'm not sure how much Obagi I, I can afford. So no, no, we'll, we'll, work, we'll definitely work something out. I think maybe I'll get the family rate. No, you I'll definitely will the, get the family rate I'll for sure. Come cut the grass or something, you know, whatever I got to do. No. Yes. Shauna, thank you very much again for your time. We appreciate you. Uh, it is amazing to hear and see how successful you are and how successful your organization is. I love the fact, again, that you're leading from the front and you're leading with all of the, uh, the, the team members that you have. It's amazing to see that, that Josh was involved too. So the, you've got the whole family in, involved on this, on this journey, and I wish you nothing but success as you move forward thank you james thank you so much for everything i really appreciate that and i think thanks to all of you guys tuning in i we couldn't do it without you and i'm just one person so i'd like to give a shout out to my team and my family literally everyone is involved just as much as me so thank you you got it be good to yourself talk to you soon all right thanks james <laughs>